0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And Ozzy Osbourne on Rock 102. It's going to be a pretty nice day today. A mixture of sun and clouds. High of 65. Tonight, though, things are going to get rainy. Low of 36. And for tomorrow, mostly sunny and cooler. Like 20 degrees cooler. High of 45. It's 52 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hell of a show today. Scott Zolak will be on with us after 8 o'clock. We're going to talk about tonight's Patriots-Atlanta Falcons game, which you'll hear right here on Rock 102. But also, Little Steven Van Zandt from the Sopranos, from the E Street Band, from a number of other things, from Little Steven's Underground Garage, we'll be talking to Little Steven after 7 o'clock this morning. That, some other pretty big things too. It's all coming up in just a few minutes. It's 5.34 on Rock 102. If no- Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 5:50, and you two in Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 66 today. It is—I uh, don't know what it is in downtown Springfield. Do you have that in front of you? It looks like it's 52. Oh, I have 49 now. Okay,
0: so, then uh, we'll split the, the the difference and say it's 50.
1: I like the—I like that line of thinking. Yeah, yeah I don't
0: mean, yeah. want to argue—you—you you argue over it. I mean, to me, it's like, uh, well, let's pick something in the middle. 50 seems
1: reasonable. I am in no mood to argue with anybody
0: today. Steve, you got a lot on the plate, we, and uh, do. I, I do not want to be the one standing in your way of progress today. Well, let's start
1: eating through all that stuff on the plate. Yes. Hey, what do you say we jump into some Hollywood trash with Steve uh-huh. and Megan the Rock, Well, rappers will want to start committing all of their crimes in New York State if a new bill passes. The rap music on trial bill would limit prosecutors' ability to use rap lyrics against a rapper if he or she winds up in court like if a rapper is accused of murder you can't use lyrics where he talks about murdering people against him unless there's clear proof that there's quote a literal factual nexus between the creative expression and the facts of the case
0: you know uh,
1: i actually would agree with that i would agree with that too the senator sponsoring the bill used the example of the talking head song Psycho Killer. If, in some bizarre universe, David Byrne went on trial for murder, it would obviously be ludicrous to use that song as proof that he did it. But this sort of thing does happen to rappers, and Senator Brad Holyman says, quote, Art is a creative expression, not a blueprint of criminal plans. It's the time to end the egregious bias and the First Amendment rights of all artists. I mean, I just think of uh, guys like us. Yeah, we're we're First Amendment
0: guys, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, freedom of speech most of what we talk about we don't really mean it's all high art and artistic
1: expression I know it is for me don't, I, don't I don't know un- about you unveil the man behind the curtain no I'm
0: doing mean, listen if it ever came to you know, me on the witness stand trying to plead for my life you would yeah,
1: you I'm, would turn any one of us in I you? would have
0: to show that uh, mm-hmm. that I
1: am in fact only doing this for the artistic merit uh what was the old uh, Dennis Leary joke well can I... S- can I sue, uh, who was it, the Bee Gees for turning me into a pussy into the 70s? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think you probably could. But that's not because of their lyrical content.
1: Uh, Pete Davidson celebrated his birthday on Tuesday with Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, and for some reason, Flava Flav. Flav uh, even called Pete his adopted son. Yeah, boy! Uh,
0: did he actually go through the adoption process? No. I mean I, I mean, I know that you know Pete's dad died in 9/11. No, but,
1: but get this—he let him wear his. Oh, he let him wear his clock around his neck. Oh, I read that wrong.
0: Yeah, right. You now mm-hmm. Flavor's
1: got that uh, that timepiece, which he's claim, which claim he claims he's never done for anybody else. So Pete should feel special.
0: You mean in all this time, no one has ever had a chance to to hold Flavor Flav's clock? No. Even though it's just been hanging there, out there for everybody to touch and see? Yeah. What about when he was uh, with uh, Brigitte Nielsen? She ever got a chance to oh, hold sh- on to the clock? I'm sure she held the clock many
1: times. Did you ever put it around her neck? No, I don't think she did. Anywhere near her face or anything? No, I don't think she- Well, maybe the face. Maybe the face. Uh, Brooke Shields and her husband bring a freshly smoked brisket to their family every Christmas. Why can't I have Brooke Shields as a member of my family?
0: I've had dreams where I've called her mommy in the past.
1: Uh, since they have to travel, Brooke uh, brings it in her carry-on, packaged tightly in plastic wrap and foil. She flies with a brisket.
0: Uh, do you do you check that in in baggage, or is that
1: uh, stay in the overhead bin? I believe that stays in your uh, right on your lap. So if the juices start to run, it's got to go in the uh, at least yeah. below the seat in front of you, Steve. That's what I'm saying. But good for her for bringing it. Yeah. That's, a, that's an elaborate gift of, of food.
0: I wouldn't bring a brisket.
1: You're bringing an entire brisket on an airplane to go bring it to your family.
0: You must really like your family if you're willing to go through the rigmarole of
1: a brisket. There's nothing I don't like about Brooke Shields. Nothing I don't like about brisket. Tom Holland developed sleep problems when he became more popular. He gets sleep uh, paralysis and sleepwalks, where he even wakes up completely naked four out of ten sleeps. It sounds like he has some sort of substance abuse problem. That uh, you know, well, I had Ambien and a martini before bed. (laughs) I don't know why I'm waking up naked in the middle of the night.
0: (laughs) Could happen to anybody,
1: I suppose. I mean, that's some serious neurological issues if that's what's happening to you. Yeah. You don't remember that you're taking your clothes off. You either have, uh, you're either taking something before you go to bed, that's making you that way, or if you if if you're not on anything. You have some serious issues, man.
0: Well, you know, I was uh, watching this documentary of these uh, of these two, uh, well, they were stepbrothers. And, uh, you know, they were blending the family, and uh, they would sleepwalk in the middle of the night. And sometimes they'd find that the sofa cushions we put into the ovens. Ah. And then, uh, after that, they went and uh, organized the Catalina Wine Mixer. The effing Catalina Wine Mixer. It's yeah. unbelievable.
1: Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah.
0: That's
1: a strong one, isn't it? It's a real strong one. Yeah, uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot got bashed by fanboys, but it has a 74 percent critics score on Rotten Tomatoes. The sequel, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which opens tomorrow, only has 66 percent.
0: So there's a chance that it sucks.
1: Uh, well, there's a chance that it sucks, but you know what? I'm actually, from watching the trailer, I'm I really want to see this. Why? Well, because it's not the zany comedy that uh, was originally the Ghostbusters, there seems to be a little bit more, like in-depth comic book type of, like a history to it.
0: So you want them to take out some of the um, entertainment that that bogged down the first movie.
1: Yes, exactly. It's a good no, call. No, it's just a different take on it. it. It's like you know, listening to an artist sing a a, a new version of an old song. You know.
0: I'm gonna do an acoustic version of the song yeah. that you all love to dance to oh God here we go uh
1: will Smith wanted to date his fresh Prince star uh Karen uh, co-star P- Karen Parsons but she, uh, she says she was smart enough to know it wasn't a good idea and she told him hell no I don't know if I uh, if I can identify her off the top of my head Karen she, Parsons yeah she was the hot one she was the with, she was like the other daughter on the show.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Sure. Okay. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well I mean he did a I mean, you know, the, the Jada Pinkett Smith thing, I mean, that's you know, quite a few steps up. Right.
1: Well, I mean Karen Parsons uh, age is starting to take a toll on her now.
0: Well that's the picture I'm seeing right now. But
1: uh, you gotta look at the one from back in nineteen ninety. She was uh she was quite the number. All right. Quite the number. Uh, in order to prepare for a birthing scene on her show, The Great Elle Fanning watched videos of her sister Dakota being born. There aren't any videos of Elle being born because she was born during a hurricane and the hospital was on lockdown. And most people don't have video of the actual birth.
0: Most people don't really want to have
1: video. Who brought a video camera into the birthing room? Yeah,
0: you know, I brought a, I brought a camera. Uh, to take pictures of the baby
1: after yeah, yeah,
0: everything was done, yeah. but but uh, but uh, I, I don't believe the they would have let me uh, you know hang the try the the, the, <laughs> the tripod and the and the bounce lighting yeah like I it mean, looked like an Olin Mills that, uh, type of thing. That's it.
1: I'm off the project. Honey, could you please uh, move your head to the left? Yeah, uh, stop crying. Stop screaming so much. You can't hear the baby. (laughs) You're uh, (laughs) crying. Excuse me. uh, Nurse, you're blocking my shot. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. yeah. This is John
2: Mayberry, president. And
1: now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey! Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, for the last 106 years, the city of Cleveland, Ohio, has endured some of the worst professional baseball on record. Sure, they might have made the World Series a handful of times over the last 25 years, but all of those appearances resulted in humiliating defeat. Prior to 1995, it had been 39 years of staggering inconsistency, a stunning lack of competence, and a mystifying stretch of futility that drove them to accumulate only 10 winning seasons during that time. And starting tomorrow, the Cleveland Indians will officially become nothing more than a shameful, culturally insensitive, distant memory. Because tomorrow is the day when the Indians officially become the Cleveland Guardians. Of course, That sort of woke-minded cultural sensitivity will take some time to get used to, but I'm sure that Guardians fans will be treated to the same mediocre results, which will make them feel right at home. Now, you might remember that a few weeks ago, I reported that the name change was being challenged in court. Apparently, the Cleveland Guardians also happens to be the name of a local women's roller derby franchise that has been operating in the city for years. The Cleveland Guardians claim. That the cleveland guardians would be in violation of their cleveland guardians trademark if they were to become the cleveland guardians too well apparently that trademark uh, case for the cleveland guardians has officially been resolved as both teams have agreed to share the name no this isn't a situation where one gets to keep custody of the trademark for several weeks a year and during alternating weekends this is a situation where both the cleveland guardians and the Cleveland Guardians will continue to operate as the Cleveland Guardians without further challenge. Now that may be some uh, confusing to some, so let me see if I can uh, clarify things for you. The Cleveland Guardians will be a poorly run franchise playing a sport that not that many people care about. The other Cleveland Guardians will involve roller skates. If you can't make the distinction between the two, that's all on you because it seems to me, my job is done here. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Pull up the November sales flyer at Rockies on your phone or your computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Craftsman Pancake Air Compressor, the Air and Snow Thrower, Weber Gas Grills. What's on sale at Rockies? A lot. And it's all at your fingertips at rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Springfield's Classic Rock at six twelve and Journey on Rock 102. It's
1: Going to be uh, sunny today and uh, warm with a high of sixty four tomorrow. Things cool off a little bit, sunny and a high of forty six. It's fifty right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, little Steven Van Zandt will be joining us after seven o'clock or so. That's my impression. Oh, that's what, oh, see, I did. I'm not I, making I, fun of him. I thought you were.
3: <laughs> no, I
0: thought you were mocking me for even bringing him up. No, uh, I don't no. want to take that one. I don't want to take that personally. Uh, Yes, a little Steven will be uh, joining us today. Also, Scott Zolak talking about tonight's uh, Patriots game with the Atlanta Falcons, which you'll hear right here on Rock 102.
1: Atlanta Falcons.
0: Uh, Next week is the start of the Mayflower Marathon. Now, as you know, last year we had to do it here because Uh COVID prevented us from being out there at the Hall of Fame. Stupid COVID. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, we... We probably could have done it, but then there will be people saying, "Well, I'm not going to donate," you know, in face-to-face because of all this. This year, you're, and we're going to be fine. We got it all figured out. Everything has uh, been uh, modified a little bit for your protection, and uh, so you can come on by and uh, and give your donation. Do we know for a fact that we're getting this uh, this mysterious little thing we, delivered?
1: Uh, we have confirmed that we are getting it. Uh, do you want to let everybody know what I it is? Or I, do, I, 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 I think everybody will just see what it is. I think that's it. Yeah. I think it's it. But
0: because, because to, to say what it is, yeah. uh, you know, it kind of just dispar- it, it, it takes away the surprise of it all.
1: It is a Western Mass treasure. I'll tell you that.
0: It's. I'm going to just go. I'm going to go. So f- I'm going to go a little bit further on that one and say it's one of the most iconic things in all of Western Mass.
1: Yes. And yes. it will
0: be uh, joining us at the marathon. Now, you could say, well, you already had Barry Krieger in the studio this week. Is it Barry? It is not Barry. No, it's Dave Madsen. It's not even Dave Madsen. <laughs> Dave Madsen is more uh, is more alive than this thing. <laughs> but the, the truth is, when you see it, you will probably say, oh, my God, I don't believe it, that's there.
1: It's a Ray Herschelsaurus Rex. I think this may
0: even <laughs> predate Ray Herschel. What? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. If I, don't, you know I don't know the, the, the genesis behind this particular thing. I mean, uh, I know where it had been and then where it had been prior to where right. it had been. But as of recently, uh, to discover that it's still around, that to me is the the
1: astounding part about it. Absolutely. And its uh, you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe you've brought back... Pieces of my childhood. You know,
0: people will have a stronger reaction to seeing that than uh-huh. they will than uh, than they will when Richie Neal shows up, which is maybe the other long-standing thing. You know, you just can't seem to get rid of.
1: Oh, and here's another piece of the uh, the pie that I haven't uh, told you about yet. But Governor Charlie Baker will be on premise. He'll be Prem- there. He'll be there. Well. S- supposedly, they offered it to actually physically to actually be there. Physical, physically be there because apparently he's got something out this way that day anyway. Shut up! Really? Yeah. Unlike uh, Martha Coakley, who's f- uh, fifty feet away from you yeah. and doesn't want to come over and talk to the uh, microphone. Oh my god! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, uh, terrific. So, yeah, he, uh, uh, you know what? Now I probably jinxed it. Now he's not going to show up in well, person, but we'll still have him on the either way.
0: Well, that'll be awesome because, yeah. you know, uh, frankly, it's the kind of event that is good to have a governor along. Physically there. I, we've never had a governor. Yeah. Physically there. I don't um, think. No. No. Even even Deval Patrick got, you know, even he guys- got hurt.
1: His feelings were hurt over the phone. Yeah. I can't believe that you asked me about something that's uh, an ongoing issue in the state. Something because that was on the front page of the Boston you, Globe, I was not
0: prepared to talk about the big news story of the day. Yeah,
1: I was not prepared to talk about uh, the thing that I'm in charge of. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not even—I'm not even in the office yet. Yeah, what what is going on? I I, I remember that I remember that well because yeah. it was it was. He hadn't even gotten off the phone yet, and my phone was ringing from his press person going, what the hell was that all about?
0: See, I think uh, Deval Patrick at the time was expecting nothing but snowballs thrown at him. You know, just well, real,
1: because we, real, light, uh, real light conversation. Listen, uh, I learned in journalism class all those years ago that when you have somebody in front of you like that, you can ask them whatever the hell you want to ask them. And obviously within uh parameters of like a personal thing, like you wouldn't uh Yeah. Hey, I heard you I heard you pick your toenails uh, in your bed at night. You know, you don't say something But you know like the that. funny
0: thing about it is he would
1: have been more likely to answer that
0: question than he
1: would about the actual important issue that you were asking him.
0: Yeah, about. it was the, the it was a it was a new story that was in the yeah. Boston
1: Globe. It was a student immigrate. It was a, it was a immigration whether immigrants should be having in state tuition uh, right costs, which whatever. was not an outrageous thing to ask. No, him. it was it a was completely the, legitimate question.
0: It was the top story everywhere. And the moment we asked him a serious question about state policy all of a sudden
1: we were jerks well listen i've learned one thing over the years is that all of these politicians no matter how nice they are to you and how good of people they are right when it comes down to it when they really would have to answer questions that would either make or break their career they're not going to answer you they don't want to
0: i know in the case of richie neal he couldn't ask a direct question if you held him by the lapels and say yes or no uh, he would never do that. Well, but, you know, uh, but the thing about you know, about Charlie Charlie Baker is, he's pretty good at answering a question. You know, he you can ask him, and if he doesn't have an answer, he's going to. I don't really have an answer.
1: Now let me ask you this: because yeah. we don't have an exa- exact time uh, that the governor is going to show up. Yes. What if he showed up and Richie Neal was there at the same time? Do we bump Richie Neal? <sighs> to take the governor? This is I, I I'm
0: if that happens. Yeah. And for the love of Jesus, I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, I will probably. And and, and you might want to join me on this one. Interview them at the same time.
1: What? We'd have to do that. Cuz
0: then you yes, cuz you're getting one political uh, interview National. out of the
1: way. And
0: they're, uh, without having to, you know, all of a sudden make it a full hour of politics. Wow. Nobody needs to stomach that. Boy. I mean, I'm ho- I'm hoping that, that, you know, Charlie comes like, you know, 20 minutes earlier.
1: I don't know when he's coming. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know how long it takes to get from, what is he, Swamp Scott? Yeah, right. Is that right. where he lives? Yeah. You know, how long it takes to get from Squam- Swamp Scott to, to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the Uber ride is for that one.
1: Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, well, you know, it could work out.
0: I will tell you this. Both Charlie and Richie Neal will both say, how did you get that thing here? Yeah.
1: Somebody already guessed it.
0: Well, then don't, don't, did you, did you confirm it, the mm. right
1: or wrong? No. Well, now I am. Well, don't do that. Why? Because Well, because if, if we, if, this you know, doesn't know. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't even know anybody. Oh, it's someone we know? No. No, okay. Well, it's somebody I know. All right. Well, yeah.
0: I'm just saying. It's just uh, you know, if you think you know what it is, fine. I I personally am not going to be the one to confirm it. I, I want this to be delivered, and then to people to be in awe of the of, of its inclusion, and people say I I'm I'm stunned by this.
1: You know that uh, hopefully Gomes Construction shows up with that big giant ship they make they made a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and they, they said yeah we're going to make this a yearly tradition, and then last year. We got squashed, uh, but I believe they still have the ship.
0: We'd be more than willing to have the ship uh, come in.
1: And the thing was was pretty damn elaborate. I got up on it. I crawled up on the. I got up on the top. I got up on the. I got into the hull of the ship.
0: That's uh, that's good old fashioned Portuguese construction right there, Steve. Do you,
1: you ever get yourself in the hull?
0: I have not been. I've been in the hull of a ship. Yeah. On a hell of a ship, but I don't. Uh, well, I don't know if, we, you know if I want to go down that rabbit hole with you.
1: It's a very cool thing to see. So hopefully that'll be there as well. Yeah. So uh, again,
0: the Mayflower Marathon is uh, is Monday. It's 52 hours of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I wrote online this week that uh, you know that we are really excited to be back at the Hall of Fame where where it, where it belongs. Frankly, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, last year was great. We had low expectations of what we were going to get. We wound up exceeding that uh, number by quite a lot raising about $140,000, and we need your help. The Open Pantry needs your help. They fed almost 30,000 families uh, last year alone, and they uh, are probably, that's the number they seem to do every year. So uh, do what you can, get your uh, your donation uh, together, and we'll start things off on Monday morning at 6 o'clock at the Hall of Fame.
1: And real quick, uh, go through your pantry now. You can grab uh, your non-perishable food items, but check the dates Okay? The people that you're giving the food to are not Neanderthals. Yeah, if they you, are people and they have they like the same things that you would like. If you won't eat it, yeah. they shouldn't have to eat it either. Yeah. So uh, you know, put away the uh the butter beans and uh take out uh, you know, some like some green beans. You know, something that somebody's going to eat. People going to eat butter beans. People love butter beans. Get the butter beans, but make sure they don't expire or haven't expired yeah. already. And your canned salmon from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, there's a pretty good
0: chance that's no longer good.
1: That's gross.
0: I'm not a big fan of uh salmon by the can, but you have that thing go past its expiration
1: date, that's never gonna get opened at my house. You never had salmon in a can? <laughs> never took salmon in a can? <laughs> never have. I've took salmon in a can <laughs> before. Sure you have.
0: Six twenty four on Rock One O two. It's six twenty-seven 27 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Scott Zolak will be on the phone this after 8 o'clock today. Brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. Of course, the uh, Patriots taking on Atlanta. You'll hear that game right here on Rock 102.
1: Uh, and little Stephen Van Zank.
0: And little, after seven. and little Steven after seven.
1: Hey, let's laugh. Tell me.
0: Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow
1: with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the
0: day brought to you by Gary Ramhunde. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Ramhunde. Wedding Farms Run Holyoke, and that's no joke.
1: Oh my God, that is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. So a teenager has a crush on a girl and decides to ask her out to the prom, right? All right, yep. The girl accepts, and the boy is just over the moon because he wants this night to be perfect. He decides that he needs to dress his best, so a couple of weeks before the prom, he looks to rent a tux. When he gets to the store, there are already uh, people waiting in line, but he waits anyway and gets his tux. He wants himself and his date to arrive in style, so he looks to rent a limousine for the night. He goes to the limousine center, and he finds a line of people waiting uh, to rent out a limo, but he patiently waits in line and manages to hire a limo for prom night. Pretty good, huh? Okay, not bad. Good plan. uh, The morning of the prom, he decides to buy his date a bunch of flowers. When he arrives at the florist, he sees a long line of people waiting for their bouquets. He's very annoyed, but he waits patiently and manages to buy a big bouquet and a nice corsage, right? Right. And during the prom, everything's going well. The boy's dancing with the hot chick and having a good time. And then she whispers into his ear if he can go get her some fruit punch. The boy looks over the table, and there was no (laughs) punchline. No
0: (laughs) punchline! See what you did there?
1: Yeah! It's because it's a joke, you see, with a
0: punchline about no (laughs) punchline.
1: I really didn't put any effort into this today. Booyah! 6.32
0: 6.32 of Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com is local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Uh, thanks, Bax. Police are investigating a Tuesday afternoon gun battle between unknown parties near Dwight and Oak Streets in Holyoke that left a man hospitalized with gunshot wounds. A gun battle. They put it in like uh, quotation marks like it's not really a gun battle.
0: But it's like a like an old yeah. style uh, yeah. OK corral yeah. type of shooting up.
1: Yeah, like police are investigating a Tuesday afternoon gun battle. As if you're mocking them, saying it wasn't really a gun battle. Is it mocking, or is it just like there's like
0: no other way to describe it? I mean, it's a battle, but it doesn't fit like a like a specific type of uh, uh, definition.
1: Uh, it's not like the people are walking around with armor and uh, swords and things right. like that. Right? Yeah. Police were called to the intersection just before 5 p.m. for reports of multiple gunshots, according to Captain Moriarty. Officers found multiple shell casings on the street and multiple buildings and vehicles in the vicinity had been damaged by gunfire. Due to the amount of casings found and property damage caused, it appears the gun battle had occurred. I think you could be a, you know, detective. (laughs) (laughs) There were, uh... (laughs) There were no victims found at the scene, but a short time later, an uh, injured man showed up at Holyoke Medical Center with a serious gunshot injury. The, ma- the name of the man was not disclosed to the press. Moriarty says he is listed in stable condition. Whoa, Moriarty's in stable condition? What about the other guy? That's what I'd like to know. Police are continuing to investigate. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Holyoke Detective Bureau. Harwick, uh, what? Were you going to say something? Well, no, no oh. I got nothing. No. Harwick. Uh, first responders were called Wednesday morning to the town's police department gun range after an officer accidentally shot their own leg during a training drill. The training exercises. Does that us- does that uh, constitute an automatic failure? Uh, well, if he's the one doing the training. Oh, okay. So he's know. not
0: the one, like you know, going for you know, like a like a not a license, but you know, going for some. Of the- like there's a certificate at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, I don't think you get that certificate. Really? And, or the free French fry from McDonald's. Look, uh, you. It's like <laughs> it's like going to one of those things when you were a kid, and they'd give you the free Pizza Hut personal pizza. Yeah, right. You know, uh, the training exercises announced Sunday by the Harwick Police were taking place at the department's uh, Depot Road firing range throughout the week. Officers from multiple departments participated as part of the Municipal Police Training Committee's Bridge Academy program. Around 10.30 a.m. Wednesday, during a drill, an officer mistakenly fired a round into their own right leg. Oh, Jesus. It was not immediately clear from which department the officer was from. The Harwick Police and Fire Departments responded to the range, and the injured officer was taken to Cape Con Hospital. The officer was in stable condition, according to officials. The incident is being investigated by the Municipal Police Training Committee.
0: You know, we've we've seen over the years uh, dozens of videos online of this kind of thing happening. You know, a firearms expert is showing everybody how to safely operate the gun. And then all of a sudden, you know, either he or somebody else gets shot as a result of the training. And every time I see a, a video of, like that, you just can't help but laugh. I mean, the irony, the ironic you know parts of it are just you know so clear.
1: Yeah, there was that one guy with the, it was a DEA guy, I think. Yeah. And shot himself shot right him. in the foot. He's right? like, oh, man. I can't believe I shot myself in the foot. I wonder if this is, uh, this is like Officer Bumbles doing training over here in Harwick.
0: Could be. I, you know, we haven't heard from him in a while.
1: He's training now. Well, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to show everybody how to take your gun belt off when you got to poop so bad. and Whoopsie, the gun went off and I done shot myself in the leg. <laughs> My bad.
0: Did, go, did he get a chance to go to the bathroom after something like that? That's, no, that's I, what I would
1: probably not. I probably, you probably do go to the bathroom in your pants. Yeah.
0: Hey, before I hop in, before you carry me into this ambulance, how mm. about a trip to the bathroom first?
1: That sounds like a perfect plan. I really got to go. Some state prison guards who defied Governor Charlie Baker's COVID vaccine mandate were fired this week, coming one month after the deadline passed for more than 40,000 executive department employees to be fully vaccinated. Uh, Correction officers who refused to get the COVID-19 shot were paced, placed on an unpaid five-day suspension, followed by an unpaid 10-day suspension before facing the Baker administration's steepest disciplinary measure. The initial round of termination letters were sent Tuesday afternoon afternoon by DOC Commissioner Carol Meachie and reviewed by MassLive. Now, um,
0: if you know that you've got a deadline and you've been suspended Mm -hmm. because you failed to meet that deadline... Can anybody be really surprised that a termination, uh, uh, the termination was next on the list? And where is your union in this? I mean, is your well, union uh, being quiet and not really representing you here?
1: or What's uh, what's uh, giddy up here? They're probably trying to call the bluff of the governor because, you know, with the whole federal uh, thing where the courts have ruled against uh, doing that nationally for uh, OSHA, through yeah. OSHA. So... But the thing is you have unions and you have to there has to be arbitration when you do things like this. You can't just automatically do it. You have to come to an agreement that was the original agreement that you had right uh, when you hired these people that you wouldn't be forcing them to do anything.
0: I am just I'm, just I'm asking because I don't know if the union you know agreed to allow suspensions. And then, you know, if, if you continue to not get the vaccine, yeah. whether termination had been discussed, I assume well, it probably
1: must have, but I don't know. I, listen, I'm a big fan of the vaccine. Huge. Yeah. I think everybody should get it. I think your kids should get it, too. But that's not the issue here. The issue here is whether somebody forcing you to do something is legal or not. And again, we've already had a first round of co- a court case with uh, on, a, on the national level. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out in court, too. Because then you're talking about back pay and all that other stuff if they get reinstated. Absolutely. Uh, Anywho, uh, you were informed that if you uh, failed to provide documentation of compliance by the end of your suspension, you would be subject to termination, Michi wrote in a letter. Since you have failed to provide that documentation, your employment is terminated effective November 12th of 2021. Now pack your things and get the hell out of my prison.
0: (laughs) We don't. We don't want your type of people in this prison.
1: No, we already have. We already have some fine, upstanding individuals being guarded by you.
0: <laughs> We've, we don't need to taint their yeah, reputation. We, we, we're not a lowbrow facility here. We only have the healthiest inmates.
1: Uh, what was I going to say about the uh, the vaccine thing? Oh, I told you. I told you. I got the kids vaccinated the other day. Yeah, uh, the first one, and. Uh, I'd never been to, like, a like a CVS to do any of that stuff. Like, I'd usually go to, a, like, a doctor's office or even sure. one of them uh, Jiffy Lube doctor offices. Right. MedExpress or something like that. <laughs> well, right. it is. It's like the it Jiffy Lube is. of doctor's offices. Right. Uh, but it was just like, I didn't know they had these little rooms in the back of the store.
0: Let me tell you something. I went to the uh, the one in Palmer, and they had a whole setup up there, like, a, like a, this... It was like a room created in almost like the middle of the pharmacy, specific to you know, you know, vaccinations. And I'm thinking, this is uh this is pretty well organized. I got my you know, I got both of mine in uh in the Palmer uh CVS. I thought it was one of the most beautiful CVSs I'd ever seen. In Palmer? In Palmer.
1: Mm, I don't believe
0: you. Go to Palmer sometime. I don't want to. Let's say you're gonna have yourself the uh, you're gonna go to Steaming Tender, but before you do, you stop by the CVS. You go pick yourself up some uh, lozenges or some hair gel or something like that, and then uh, and then and then you walk around. And you're like, this is maybe the most palatial CVS I've ever seen.
1: I'm sorry, the Steaming Tender, as good as the restaurant it is, sounds like one of those things like a. Like a, a Cleveland steamer or a uh, donkey punch. Yeah, but it's not. It's, I know. It's I'm it's a, but it's I'm a, just it's a great
0: place with a wonderful atmosphere.
1: I know, but steaming tender? All right. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what I'm talking about. I know. Hey uh did you did you get turkey this year?
0: No. No, we're we're gonna my sister's, so uh, I I did not pick up a turkey. But are you eating turkey? We damn well better be.
1: You know, they says they say there's a shortage this year. I was. I went to Costco yesterday to get mine. There ain't no shortage. There was plenty of turkeys in that bin, and the guy been, was putting more into the bin.
0: What I've been told, yeah. is that you you the shortage is if you're asking for turkeys of a particular size, you may not be able to get what you're wanting.
1: Oh, well, you could you could have picked uh, anywhere from a uh, I think the lowest one I found was 12 pounds, and the biggest one I found was like 26 pounds.
0: Then to me, that's that. That's that, hardly a shortage.
1: It doesn't seem like, yeah, it really doesn't seem like a like a big shortage thing. Yeah. And, and frankly, you know this this uh, this particular story I'm going to read is about uh, a poll that found that seventy four percent of Americans would be okay with just all sides for Thanksgiving, meaning no turkey. I'm kind of leaning towards that. I'm I've never been like a huge turkey fan, and the only time I really like it now is by deep frying it. Because it comes out all delicious and yeah. moist on the inside.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, turkey fan, and uh, and I like some of your sides. But I also find that some of your sides are awful. And uh, listen, you eat what you want to eat. I just want the meat and the gravy. Gravy's my favorite be- uh, beverage. It always has been. That and melted butter. If I could eliminate things like uh, you know life-sustaining water or milk products and just go with melted butter... And gravy, I'd be very happy.
1: I uh, I, I'm I'm one of these people that would just look forward to the sides. I don't need the turkey to go along with it. Really? I don't. I just I don't I don't need it. I I've never been a big fan of turkey. It's okay. No, oh, it's fantastic. And it, it has to be prepared a certain way in order for me to eat it. I don't like the the turkey that sits out on the, the countertop and then you know, that that was cooked in the oven. The oven-roasted turkey, because oh, I don't you, think it gets like this juicy thing. I'm telling you, either this trash can turkey that I did a few years ago or the deep-fried. That's the only two ways that I really like it now.
0: Listen, there are many techniques of doing it in the oven the right way. I would tell you what they are, but we don't I, have that I all don't, the time I'm in not, the world. I'm
1: not, I, don't, I have no interest in cooking a turkey. And I'm,
0: and I'm telling you, uh, the issue is is that the dark meat and the white meat are done at different temperatures, mm-hmm. and the problem is, is that people don't always, uh, you know, they dry out the white meat before before it's 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 time. That's the uh, that's the issue. But uh, nothing can't be resolved with some delicious gravy.
1: That's right, I guess. But then, I but then you're know. stuck I with don't... things like
0: you know vegetables. Do you realize those things grow in the dirt? Think about that for a minute. Yeah, you wash the
1: dirt off.
0: Yeah, of course, but where do they come from? Everything comes from the dirt. You know what they do on farms? They grow things in dirt, and then they spread fertilizer all over it. You're eating vegetables that have been grown in dirt and animal waste. Think about
1: that. also eating the animal.
0: Yes, who have sacrificed Mm -hmm. their lives for my own pleasure.
1: Uh, I find uh, turkey to be quite annoying. I'm going to go with a prime rib this year.
0: See... To me, a prime rib goes either way. Prime rib can either be outstanding yeah. or prime rib can be
1: awful. I figured out a way to do it. Yeah. I figured out a nice way to do it, so it comes out pretty good. You just got to really watch the temperature on the inside of the meat to make sure it doesn't overcook. True. Because I like it like moo.
0: Yes. But, but. I've, had some, uh, I've had some prime rib mm-hmm. where I thought this is like the pringles of beef cuts oh yeah they've well, it destroyed depends on, it
1: depends on where you're getting it from
0: yeah i know but it's also the technique you're using
1: too you know if you're getting a prime rib from price right you ain't doing yourself no favors oh i'll take that uh, fine <laughs> cut of uh prime pot roast you got there sure here yeah. oh look yeah even...
0: if, you're, if you're buying your prime rib out of the back of some guy's car mm-hmm you might you might not be doing the right thing by, uh, yeah. for the for the for the celebration.
1: When you slice it and it looks like it could be compressed and turned into wood pellets, then that's when you know that it's not a good piece of prime rib, and it and it goes <laughs> through the uh, through the meat slicer like you can hear actual saw blade moving right through the thing. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny and warm with a high of sixty four tomorrow. Uh, uh, A little bit cooler with a high of 46. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. In Philadelphia. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's something you might not know. According to most of my official documentation, I usually list my occupation as a professional radio broadcaster. By doing so, that affords me the right to talk about total nonsense into a working microphone which travels through a series of tubes and wires and then gets transformed into a potentially harmful microwave radio transmission in exchange for a paycheck every two weeks. So I am more than qualified to talk about the situation that's going on with a recently suspended radio broadcast team for Texas Tech football. On Saturday, the Red Riders of Texas Tech defeated the Iowa State Cyclones 41-38 in a back-and-forth Big 12 barn burner. During the game, radio announcers Brian Jensen and John Harris made the egregious mistake of being critical of the officiating in the game. They did this because the officiating was awful claiming not only did the Big 12 want to see Iowa State win the game, but they also identified at least one of the officials on the field by name. And according to the Big 12, as representatives of the conference, their criticisms were both unprofessional and unwarranted. You just can't sit there in your ivy-covered broadcast booth and publicly identify who blew what call and when. That's a violation of conference policy. And so, both Brian Jensen and John Harris have been suspended from this weekend's home game against Oklahoma State. Now, here's the difference between guys like this and real radio broadcasters who are courageously putting their hard-earned reputation on the line every single day. Calling out a college football official for not doing his job does not rise to the level of an actual FCC violation. Sullying his professional reputation with malice and slander? Well, that might put you on the hot seat, but I'd likely be back on the air tomorrow to do it all over again. But say somebody uh, goes against the Big 12 in college football and you're just being irresponsible, playing loose with your broadcast career. Otherwise, you might as well have hired Mark from West Springfield or the whole Kim Kardashian family from Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash Report. And I don't think the Big 12 is ready for something like that. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Everybody loves pizza, right? Especially pizza made from an Uni pizza oven. Rocky's is your grilling destination with Traegerwood Fire Grills, Weber Grills, the Big Green Egg, and now the Uni Portable Outdoor Pizza Oven. Available right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 714. And Bruce Springsteen in Rock 102.
1: Fog tapering off to mostly sunny skies today and warm. High of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Speaking of uh, Springsteen, little uh, Steven Van Zandt has got a, uh, a a best-selling memoir out on the uh, the New York Times bestsellers list. Mm-hmm. Unrequited uh, Infatuations. Uh-huh. Pretty cool book. You hear Little Steven's Underground Garage. You're on Rock 102 every Sunday night at 10. Uh, the Sopranos. Uh, what the hell else is that guy up to?
1: He's uh, He was in that uh, show, Lilyhammer. Yes. Uh, remember uh, that for a short-lived series I, that he was
0: on? It was a short-lived series. I believe he plays uh, Celia Dante in a sweater.
1: Mm, sort of like
0: yes, <laughs> <that. laughs> Something like that. Yeah. He's going to be in uh, in Holyoke uh, later today for a private VIP event at uh, Canter Provisions in uh, in Holyoke. And he's on the phone right now. It's a uh, little Steven Van Zandt. Good morning, Stevie. How are you? How you doing, guys? Let me tell you something. Uh, I have been so grateful for these quarantines because it's allowed me to watch The Sopranos all over again for the nine millionth time. <laughs> I am. I,
4: it's like if
0: you're if you're gonna stay home, you 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 might as well watch the greatest television show of all time. <laughs>
4: Yeah, a lot of people are uh, rediscovering that and uh, rediscovering Lilyhammer too. Yeah. This was so nice. I, watch,
0: I watched that also. That was also a, a good series. Now,
1: yeah, now yeah, you, yeah, was, you, know, you are an extremely, extremely busy guy. Very busy guy. You got uh, you got a book out, right?
4: Yeah, you, yeah. It just came out, yeah. You got
1: a line of cannabis uh, products? Yep. Wait. Yep.
4: Like, we got, to, we got a
1: little bit of this a little bit of that you know you gotta you gotta keep you uh, gotta keep moving around that's for sure
4: what, what did it, it,
1: you know we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the, the the book in just a second but I really wanted to get your take on uh, the many saints in Newark because that, uh, that that obviously came out about a month and a half ago and uh, were you consulted on that?
4: Um, I wasn't consulted on it. Well, uh, but Dave, I'm, but he's a, he's a friend of mine, you know. Wait, and uh, I, I, I saw, I saw many early versions of it and the script, and uh, you know, I loved it. I thought it was terrific. I just, I loved being back in that world for a minute. You know, it was just fun to, fun to revisit that whole Sopranos world, and uh, you, I just love the way David Chase writes. You know, I think he's just a genius.
0: You, you mean David Chase didn't ask your permission to do this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I kind of fe- I kind of felt like David left it open where there's there could be more of these stories stemming from that one one movie. Yeah,
4: it could be. You know, who knows? You, you
1: never know. Uh, hey, you're not gonna say
4: nothing, uh, are you? Uh, no, no. We have something called <laughs> Omerta. <old Mercer. laughs> yeah, right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> it stays in the family, of course. But you know, it's, it's interesting, Steve, because, uh, you know, I mean, you're a guy who's had this incredible music career with uh, with uh, with Springsteen and, you know, your solo work and, and with, uh, you know, you know, for years. But the reality is the Sopranos may have almost as much cultural significance as the band does, which is pretty remarkable.
4: Yeah, I'm a very lucky guy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, to see New Jersey become fashionable twice in a lifetime is quite a miracle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it?
4: I, you know, I've also,
0: yeah. I've also been a big fan of the of the radio show for a long time because you know, to me, what what you do in the underground garage is almost like an historical statement of music. It's it's not just that you're playing. Uh, you know, you know, rare B-sides or stuff. But, you know, there's a historical timeline of what you do. And I think it's the kind of thing that, you know, not enough people understand that there's a, that the, the, the significance between point A and point B with almost everything in, in rock music.
4: Well, no, I, I, I'm glad you put it that way because that, that's exactly the point of the station. To, to really connect the dots, you know, and, and we, we go all the way back uh, 70 years now. We go back to 1951, you know, with Rocket 88 and, 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 and everything else that followed and, and, uh, and connect the dots, you know, this is, this is what comes from that, this comes from that. We even have something called a Daily Double where we'll play a cover song and then we'll play the original to show people where they think come from. And uh, it's just a lot of fun, you know, but, but we basically uh, we're showing the connection between blues and soul and rock and folk and all, all the things under our umbrella that we play and how they're connected to each other. And uh, you know, people love it. We, we just started a third channel. You know, I have a second channel also, Outlaw Country, which does the same thing on the countryside on Sirius Satellite, Channel 60. And we just started a third channel, Channel Seven Twenty One, which is uh, our coolest songs in the world channel. And every every week we pick a coolest song in the world for the last twenty years. So uh, we have a thousand, and we put it. We put all thousand into into a new station. So it's uh it's an exciting new uh, an exciting new station on Sirius Seven Twenty One. So you know now we got three channels on Sirius, and uh, yeah, people people really do uh, love listening to those things because we have you know. We, we we play things that nobody else is playing.
0: I I hope to God that you you've uh, you've stayed in the same house for a good long period of time because the thought of you maybe moving that record collection from one place to another because <laughs> I've done it a couple of times and every time I do it I say why have I put myself in this position to have this much music in my house what's wrong with me and no and no and no wife wants you to build extra shelves that's for that's for damn sure.
4: <laughs> yeah no we uh <laughs> we have uh we have a lot of things we're into and uh you know I love them all you know what can I say you know you, you people say how do you find time I'm like you find time if you love it that's how you know and I love everything I do so very lucky very lucky
0: so you do uh you do have uh the book uh, out and uh you know it's it's gotten a couple of headlines about some of the things that you talked about and some of the things that uh, you've been addicted to in your lifetime. And it's not just all substances, but sometimes even activities too. Uh, how's, how's the, uh, how's the reaction been to the book?
4: Well, it's been amazing. Honestly, I mean, I never dreamed that would be uh, the New York times bestseller list, you know, the top 10, you know, and that, that was a, that was a dream come true, you know, to to write a book and have it be top 10, the New York times bestseller list is something that you don't even, you don't even dream of. And, uh, that was amazing. The uh, same thing in London. Same thing all over the place. We, you know, we really, uh, we really, you know, it came out roaring. And uh, you know, people, I think are recognizing it's a little bit different than a typical music biography because I include history in it because I witnessed practically the entire rock era, you know, except for the first decade. So you know, I got, I got, you know, history in there, and I got a lot of my craft stuff in there, which is. uh you know, I've been involved in about a dozen different crafts through the years, and um, I thought, you know, I not really try and make the book useful. You know, not just a, right. a story, but so. also, you know, hopefully, hopefully useful for people. So we got a, a, a nice, a nice balance between the history, the narrative, and, and the craft, and I think that makes it a little bit unique. And people are, are responding to that. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I like the fact that it's not just a just a book about music. It's it's more. It's much more than that. The, the anecdotes and the, and the stories that go along with everything really do kind of open your eyes to to how everything has unfolded for you over the years.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it's a crazy story, it is, you know, and I wanted it to read like a, like a Dan Brown book, you know, like a detective novel, <laughs> like, you know, you don't, you don't know what's coming next, because I didn't know what was coming next, you know what I mean, it's like, you know, my life is just totally crazy, especially, you know, the first half of the book is, you know, local kid from Jersey makes it to the top of rock and roll, and, and that's a great story by itself, it, it is, you know, but the second half of the book, when I leave the East Street Band, things kind of get more interesting. And I think uh, a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little bit, you know, the themes start to be, you know, wider and, and a little bit more universal. You know, not, then it becomes a search for identity, a search for purpose in life, you know, a search for spiritual enlightenment and, you know, those bigger those bigger themes that I think everybody can relate to. So people are responding to that too. So
0: you, you, last year, 2020, uh, Bruce Springsteen puts out an album. It's a damn good record. Uh, is he... Uh, is he talking about putting the band back together now that people are starting to go out and play shows again? Or, you know, where are things standing with that?
4: Well, you know, we're, we're certainly thinking about it. You know, and we'll, I guess we'll have to see, you know, where the virus goes. But um, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. We, we do have that new record that we did just before the quarantine hit, uh, which, was, which was really lucky timing for us because we did it, you know, the old ways, all being in the same room. And uh, letter to you is uh, turned out to be just a terrific album, just itching to be played live. So uh, I, I hope we do get out. And um, you know, we're certainly talking about it. But uh, I think we, you know, about like everybody else, we're gonna gonna depend on what this what this crazy virus does. And uh, you know, people we're keeping an eye on what you know what's happening with the Stones out there. They're kind of leading the way. You know, yep. um, they're out there. I think. Uh, uh, I think Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters are out there. You know, the few, the few bands out there trying, trying the water, you know, seeing, 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 how, seeing how it is. And, um, and then we'll see. You know, I, I want to get back on TV also. I really miss being on TV. And, uh, uh, you know, I put the Disciples of Soul back together in uh, 2017, 18, 19. Came out with two new records, Soul Fire and Summer of Sorcery. And uh, i like to keep that band together. It's one of the best bands ever assembled. I want to try to keep them together also. But uh, if Bruce wants to go out, I will I will give that first priority. You know, I, I will uh, I will go out with the East Street Band if he wants to. Very good.
0: The uh, the name of the book is Unrequited Infatuation, Stephen Van Zandt, Little Steven's Underground Garage. You hear it every Sunday night here on Rock 102 at 10 o'clock. Steve, it's always great to talk to you. Best of luck with everything. Thank you, van. Good talking to you. You bet. Stephen Van Zandt with Bax and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Would you like from twenty nine with Baxton O'Brien to rock one hundred and two?
1: What? Oh no, not good. I, I don't have to do it. it's. It's forty. It's fifty in downtown Springfield. I
0: just wanted to mention that uh, if you missed our interview with uh, Little Steven, it will be available later on today on the Baxton O'Brien Daily Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on O'Brien dot com. That's where you'll find it, along with all the other things we got going on, like uh, Scott Zolak later on this morning. And back to these musical podcast this week, my guest uh, John Flansberg from They Might Be Giants. That's what you can hear uh, this week. Next week, I got a really cool interview. I'm very excited about Frank Bello from Anthrax uh, has written a book. It's called uh, Fathers, Brothers, and Sons: Surviving Anguish, Abandonment, and Anthrax. It's a very, very powerful book, and uh, the interview is uh, is uh, pretty awesome. So we're gonna. You'll be able to hear that starting Monday morning here on uh BaxonO'Brien.com.
1: Well, giddy up. Yes. It's uh it's seven twenty nine. We seven thirty-four
0: four. We're Baxon O'Brien to Rock One O two. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh this month Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to fourteen hundred dollars. Call today and mention Rock One O two. With this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bex. Uh, Spirit Airlines has added new daily nonstop flights from Hartford to Miami.
0: You want to go to Miami?
1: Uh, do I want to go to Miami? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I uh, if I want to go to Miami, but you can go for thirty one dollars. How about that?
0: Well, that almost makes seeming uh, to go to Miami worth the time
1: and the expense. Wait, where did you say? What city? Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami,
0: the end Miami. Dogs and cats and dogs
1: and cats. And Bouncing dogs and in the cats club where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to and Miami. Dogs and cats
0: Welcome dogs to and Miami. Cats and dogs and cats and
1: dogs I like the way you're uh, thinking, Steve. I'm a big Will Smith fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, You like my, uh, it's not, I can't really say I'm a human beatbox, but that dogs and cats thing, that yeah. really sets up the, really the tempo.
1: You know, I almost got a job in Miami uh, years ago. Doing what? Radio stuff. Selling them? Mm-mm.
0: What, got a, like got a radio shack I like or something?
1: Working on a, on a radio show. In Miami? In Miami. Really? Yeah. Why didn't you take it? Uh well I didn't get it. Oh, let me guess. You were having so much damn fun here. Oh, I was having way too much fun. This is going back probably 2013 or so. Well, I you were, a, you were working here. I was working here. Huh. And uh I I said, "Hey, I could make more money." Can you imagine that? If you go somewhere else. And uh I did. I applied for this uh, this morning show. I was like number 2. I didn't get. I, I wasn't the number one, though.
0: No, I understand. Um, and I know you, you don't like being associated with number two. I no. It's absolutely no. necessary. But you do realize that there are people stocking shelves at Target that are making more money than either one of us.
1: Yeah, I know that. I know that very well. Which really makes me angry. How angry? Very angry. Alright. Nagel ma- smash! I think I'd rather be working at a Target sometimes. <laughs> You'd look pretty smart in that red smock. Uh, but, yeah, they're offering these flights. You know, whenever they make one of these announcements, I'm like, okay, it's Spirit Airlines. At, fares as cheap as $31. What they don't tell you is that $31 uh, fare, fare takes you to Dallas first, then to Albuquerque, <laughs> then all the way back to Chicago before finally winding up in Miami, yeah. which uh, takes about 19 hours. For a typical two and a half hour trip. Maybe and, and three of, hours.
0: And of those, uh of that flight pattern, there's probably only two seats that are available for thirty one dollars. Yeah. The rest of them are all up like four or five hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, dude, I don't get that. I was uh I obviously had to buy a plane ticket a few weeks ago to go see my mom. Sure. And uh I'm like I I swear to God, it went up it was double the next day. It was three hundred and forty-nine dollars or whatever round trip, right, on Delta to go from here to Atlanta because it's the only airline that does direct flights to Atlanta, and I prefer the direct flight. I don't blame you because if you go Southwest, you're basically traveling the whole day, which I don't want to do. You, you know, you you're over in Baltimore and all this other crap.
0: I don't really understand <laughs> how they do this, but it, but they all do it, and 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 whether it's the actual if you went you know directly through the airline or you went through Orbitz or Expedia they yeah. all kind of do it this way unless you are willing to buy the tickets at the moment you're investigating that price right that price will be much different in 10 minutes every yeah. single time
1: so the ne- so I you know we had talked about we didn't know what was going on I mean and we knew she wasn't doing well so we knew I knew I had to get down there I think I told you back then like yeah. I'm not sure which dates but whatever so then I said okay the next day, I decided, let's let's book th- the flight. Sure. It was $848 See, that, the that's, next I mean, day. How, it was absolutely ridiculous. How but I had y- to do it because, and they know you have to do it.
0: See, that's the amazing part about it. And I bet if you waited like one more day, it may have even drop
1: to $500. It, no, it didn't. It actually went up to like 14 Ugh. 14 something. In, and I'm like, this is, this is not the way this should be. And I don't understand how that's not price gouging. How is that not a, a price gouge when you're all of a sudden manipulating fares so high?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to tell you that's supply and demand. But you're not bumping. You're not bumping anybody out of the seats to to sell them. You know, I mean, they're they're not. You're not taking somebody off that plane. And saying, yeah, you go on another one. They're not doing that. No. You know, they're just trying to find a way to gouge you as mu- from as much cash as possible. Yeah. But to have it, those prices fluctuate like that. That that's I don't a- understand it.
1: That's what I'm talking about, and it's not like just a hundred dollars no. or fifty dollars. No, it's hundreds of dollars. It's ridiculous. Every way to screw the working man.
0: That's it, man. Yeah. I tell you, the last time I flew would have been pre-COVID, and we flew down to um, to Florida. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think we went down to uh, to Fort Lauderdale. Same thing, man. We couldn't get we could because it was during like February vacation, and everyone's trying to travel. You know, you had to pay top dollar so the, and and not be on a flight where it's going to take you fifteen hours to get from Hartford to to Fort Lauderdale. It was just absolutely yeah. insane.
1: It's uh, it's a scam, is what it is. It is. Hey, you know, Fort Lauderdale's near uh, near Miami, you know. I know. Party in the city where the heat is on, all dogs night on the beach with dogs the break of dawn. Welcome cats and to dogs Miami, Bienvenidos and 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 in Miami. Dogs and dogs and Bouncing in the dogs club with the heat, heat is on, all night on the beach to the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to dogs Miami. And dogs and cats. <laughs> one of my favorite Will Smith songs. It's a good one a good one uh there's there's other stuff here well, on tuesday night uh, enfield police officers were sent to brookside plaza after reports of a shoplifting uh, reports of a shoplifting or Report is it just of, of shoplifting. shoplifting according to the enfield police department during an investigation officers located one of the suspects trying to hide in the back seat of their car furthermore officers observed merchandise with tags affixed to. Uh, Filling the seats all the way to the ceiling of the car. Wow. Uh, that's like, uh, what's his name? Who was the guy uh, that was always getting in trouble? Melvin Jones?
0: Uh, yes, I believe it
1: was. It was Melvin Jones, right? Yes. Remember he had, that whole, he had like a stack of 30 pairs of jeans it was, running, uh, running, running out, out of, of the Eastfield Mall? Yeah, running yeah. out of J.C. Penny. Loss prevention representatives from several stores confirmed that merchandise had been stolen that day. The suspects were arrested and over $7,100 of merchandise was recovered. Yeah, but, uh, okay, he, he did have a lot of stuff in the car, but sometimes $7,100 isn't really all that much. Yeah, but
0: they said it was like on what it is. stacked from you know uh, seat to ceiling. Yeah. yeah. that is That's a lot of stuff to walk out of a store with uh I've, I've never stolen that much in my life never never uh
1: i don't know about that
0: it's all petty crimes for me that's it any I, uh, anything that's uh, too big for my pockets i don't walk out of the door with
1: i stole uh chewing tobacco from the hardware store near my house when i was like 13
0: really did you dip back then
1: yeah well that was like one of those sh- very short-lived uh, tobacco things yeah right uh, friend you know we were all we were all like we were all on the wrestling team so that was uh, <laughs> you know they, they these they, this coach that I had w- w- they were awful like people sure like they, like they had the winning sense in them but they did things like you know the one guy uh, one of the coaches they were brothers. And uh, one of the coaches was uh, suspended at some point for giving one of the uh, wrestlers diet pills, Dexatrim, in order for him to make weight. Like, these guys were kooky, right? <laughs> and one of the things— I think, I think that's illegal. And one of the things that they they like kind of got into our head a little bit yeah. was that if you spit, you lose weight, which technically is true, but you're not burning fat. No, you're just losing water weight for the day, so they were encouraging you to spit, and one of them actually encouraged them to uh, use smokeless tobacco products in order to achieve that effect. Jeez. These are some <laughs> responsible coaches.
0: <coughs> never I just, never you mind just the go lip tumors. think
1: how ridiculous I mean, that never, was. Never mind the lip tumors, kids. You got to get you. you got to make weight. But uh, but uh, yeah, I remember uh, I remember stealing. The, they used to have the stuff like on the counter. Like, it was so accessible. Yeah, it was an impulse buy. They had, at this particular hardware store in upstate New York, they had the candy, the gum, and then on top, right on top, was the skull. (laughs) Yeah, right. right? So we'd be, like, taking the cans of skull, and then we'd buy a pack of gum. To make it look like you didn't take anything, but then the guy would give a double take, going, "Wasn't there like six cans, and now there's only four in that thing?" But uh, yeah, that was one of those uh, the, those things that we shoplifted, I, and uh, I felt horrible about it ever I, since.
0: I remember, I, I think this was uh, it was either in high school or we had just graduated, and there was, there was a friend of mine that that used to dip quite a lot, and uh, you know, he he made us try it. And it was, I, I think it was like a you had a little pouch of red man, and uh, you know, you know, gave me the big uh, you know, to say don't no, take a while, put it in your gum, and just let it sit there for a little while. And I just thought, if I don't take this out of my mouth now, this mentholy flavor is going to be overshadowed by the vomit hitting my uvula.
1: It was like the grossest thing. Yeah, that's disgusting. seriously like, oh god, why would I ever want to do this? What's the point of it? Well, I mean, it's one, it's one of those things that you got, you it's one you had to get used to it. Yeah. It and it took me, you know, uh, I, I would say I became somewhat of an expert within about six months of, of I using. Didn't, this I didn't even give it
0: that long. I was I was already dribbling out of my mouth within minutes.
1: And then we were using, uh, you know, we had to get the mint flavor and uh, the cherry. They had come oh, out with yeah. the cherry flavor, which was like. Which uh, oh. you you do the bandits or you do the Kodiak? What were you? What were you, what were you pinching? We did uh, Skull. It was It was it was basically whatever one of us could shoplift from the local store. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other tactic that he used. A friend of mine, this is, you know, it's funny how, like, old I sound describing the things of my youth, which seemingly wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. And, uh, you know, you're talking maybe 25, 30 years, right? Yeah. Uh, the, that uh, we're going back. And we would go to this gas station after school. It was a very small town, probably a population maybe, you know, uh you know 5000 people throughout the whole town and they had a they had it was like a grocery store and a gas station was like the big thing and and they had a bar of course sure but the uh, the gas station uh they had again the whole display and they, it was one of those big ones with the it was like a dispenser that had all the cans of of chewing tobacco in it yeah So then he would go, my friend would go up to the counter and ask the clerk for a glass of water. Because that's what they, they didn't have soda fountains and all that stuff like they do now in these convenience stores. And, uh, this is how old I (laughs) am. It's not that long ago. It really isn't that long ago. You're just a young man in his early 40s. And this was the modernized convenience store, too. This wasn't like, you know. And uh, and so she'd turn around to grab the water. There was no cameras in the place. Of course. Which I don't understand that, but uh, there was no cameras in there. She would turn around, and he would just start shoving these cans into his pocket. <laughs> and then she turned around, none the wiser, yeah, right? Didn't even realize it. He got caught the one day because it was a different clerk who was more privy to what was going uh, yeah. on around her and said, uh, turn around. What did you just put in your pocket? And then he's trying to like turn around and and yeah. sneak it into the front pocket. There's nothing and in he, my pocket. And he couldn't do it. Yeah. And then uh, he then is then he had to get driven home by the sheriff. My God. Yeah. Did you ever ever get involved uh, with snuff? You ever do that? No. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, as an adult, uh, was telling me about that snuff. You'd put it right on your on your on your like it, in the little. A hole on your finger yeah and your thumb and then you sniff it up your nose
0: it's it's snorting tobacco
1: you know, for,
0: i don't i mean it's still out there you can, you can still buy it it's awful
1: i would i would I, I could this is why i could never do i've never done any hard drugs you know right. marijuana was about you know the hardest thing uh that i've ever done but i could never do the whole snorting anything up my nose thing
0: no because i just it just, you just, it, you, you just, you sneeze, you you It's like you, you, can feel menthol in your head for hours. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm all good.
1: Menthol in my head. <laughs> that'd be a good band That's, name. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a great band. Yeah. Name. There you go. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never...
0: Scott Zolak in just a few minutes. I hope you're prepared a bunch of questions.
1: I'm not asking any questions. I just uh, sit back and relax and let you ask all the questions to Mr. Zolak. Yeah,
0: you know, like a, like a couple of, uh, you know, lighthearted, uh, you know, lifestyle
1: questions for, uh, for Scott. Nothing? Uh... Maybe something about music, maybe. But, eh, frankly, he's a celebrity, and he deserves to not be bombarded with so many questions from so many people. So I'll just let you handle everything.
0: Well, that's very uh, very generous of you, Steve. I appreciate it. I, yeah, we'll, we'll get through it because, you know, we got lots to talk about. There's loads of Patriots uh, things to t- to tell you about. I mean, they have won four games in a row. That's pretty freaking great. So Scott Zolak coming up in just a few minutes.
1: I'm more uh, concerned about turkey. I just I uh, bought my turkey yesterday. You did at Costco.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'm not. uh, I'm not buying no turkey. I'm letting somebody cook the turkey for me.
1: Ninety nine cents a pound. That's pretty damn good. That's and how big of a bird you get? I got a. Well, I can only put. uh, I got a sixteen pounder. You're really only supposed to put a fifteen pounder in the deep fryer, right? But I got a sixteen because I've done it before. I've actually done. I've actually been experienced. I got a long way to go with my deep fryer, and I've done like an eighteen pounder in there. I wanted to sound like a pompous ass when I said that.
0: <laughs> Steve, you don't need to talk about turkey to do that.
1: Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I got, a, I think it was 16 pounds. I nice. Uh, yeah, so it going to cost me $16 and a few pennies.
0: See, I've never done, I've never, I've had it. I've had the deep fried turkey, and mm-hmm. it is delicious, but I've never done it myself. Mostly because I'm pretty sure that I'll spill it and burn everybody.
1: It's really not that hard. It's not that hard at all. And it's, uh, it's quite safe. If you do it properly. I don't know. See, I there's always I always okay. tend to miss a step. Now, see, uh, the major mistake most people make is leaving the burner on while you're dropping the turkey into the grease.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: you shouldn't drop the turkey into the grease. You slowly place it with the tools yeah. that came with the fryer and put it in there and never, ever put in a frozen turkey. Ever. That's just asking for trouble.
0: Because uh, the, the water content inside the turkey, the water it goes will ballistic. React,
1: yeah, we'll react with that hot grease ah, and yeah. it'll spray everywhere. And that that's what happens. It's a combination of people leaving the burner on and then keeping the, you know a partially frozen turkey, throwing it into the deep fryer. That's a recipe for disaster, my friends. Nobody wants a
0: Thanksgiving disaster, And that's Steve. when the
1: grease spills over, gets in the burner, and ba-boom! Botchy balls my friend <laughs>
0: <laughs> nobody
1: wants that no otherwise you're just gonna have a bunch of sides and bandages uh, i've said my thanksgiving safety message already
0: it's 759 rock 102 new england paybacks
1: view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware outdoor power headquarters steel ego and craftsman rocky's outdoor power trifecta hey
0: good morning sports fans how the heck are you folks for the last 106 years the city of cleveland ohio has endured some of the worst professional baseball on record. Sure, they might have made the World Series a handful of times over the last 25 years, but all of those appearances resulted in humiliating defeat. Prior to 1995, it had been 39 years of staggering inconsistency, a stunning lack of competence, and a mystifying stretch of futility that drove them to accumulate only 10 winning seasons during that time. And starting tomorrow, the Cleveland Indians will officially become nothing more than a shameful, culturally insensitive, distant memory. Because tomorrow is the day when the Indians officially become the Cleveland Guardians. Of course, that sort of woke-minded cultural sensitivity will take some time to get used to, but I'm sure that Guardians fans will be treated to the same mediocre results, which will make them feel right at home. Now, you might remember that a few weeks ago, I reported that the name change was being challenged in court. Apparently, the Cleveland Guardians also happens to be the name of a local women's roller derby franchise that has been operating in the city for years. The Cleveland Guardians claim that the Cleveland Guardians would be in violation of their Cleveland Guardians trademark if they were to become the Cleveland Guardians, too. Well, apparently, that trademark uh, case for the Cleveland Guardians has officially been resolved as both teams have agreed to share the name. No, this isn't a situation where one gets to keep custody of the trademark for several weeks a year and during alternating weekends. This is a situation where both the Cleveland Guardians and the Cleveland Guardians will continue to operate as the Cleveland Guardians without further challenge. Now, that may be some uh, confusing to some, so let me see if I can uh, clarify things for you. The Cleveland Guardians will be a poorly run franchise playing a sport that not that many people care about. The other Cleveland Guardians will involve roller skates. If you can't make the distinction between the two, that's all on you. Because it seems to me, my job is done here. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Pull up the November sales flyer at Rockies on your phone or your computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Craftsman Pancake Air Compressor, the Air and Snow Thrower, Weber Gas Grills. What's on sale at Rockies? A lot. And it's all at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm Bax, that's my view from the couch. It's 8-13 with O'Brien and O'Brien at Rock 102.
1: Going to feel like spring out there today. Uh, sunny and warm with a high of 65. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, tonight, right here on Rock 102, you're going to hear the Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons. And on that broadcast, you will hear, hear this guy brought to you by the Leo Auto Group, Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott?
2: What's up boys? How are we doing?
0: You hear me okay? I'm hearing you just fine. Are you
1: did, are did you, you hear, Did you hear Tom Petty okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, into the, the great wide open. Yeah. Well, there you go. So blue. Good. Hey, uh Always a good one. It is a good one.
0: Right, so you're in you're in Atlanta now or are you are you yeah. you're on your way? You're there.
2: Yeah, no, well I'm in Atlanta, we're at the Team Hotel now. So uh good memories down here because they're they're sort of superstitious. So beating the Rams down here Um, They stayed at the same hotel that they stayed in um, at the AFC headquarters. So uh, there you go. Yeah, good memories walking around the city.
0: You know, I've I've never been a a, a big fan of of the Thursday night games, and and, and part of that is, you know, you look at what the Patriots are are, are going through. You know, they're playing on Sunday, and then a couple days later, now you're playing another game. If you've got guys who are hurt or needing to mend, you know, playing on a Thursday is asking an awful lot, of any football player in the NFL, what's your what's your thought about that?
2: Yeah. I don't think any player likes it. I don't think any coach likes it. I don't think coaches like it because of the lack of preparation. You only have one day to put in for it, one day to game plan. You know, especially when you're the visitor, <clears throat> it's it's rougher on the visiting team because you know it takes two days to travel. We travel on a Wednesday, so you lose your whole Wednesday because of the travel. Um, players don't like it because of the physicality that you're talking about. But what's interesting is we get Damian Harris back and Gunnar Olszewski back for this game. Yeah, I thought neither would have been would have been available. I thought they would have saved them another week until Tennessee. But Patriots are pretty healthy. They're not. You know,
0: they're not only healthy, but you know what? Uh, what a difference uh, five weeks makes. You know, they've now banged out four wins in a row, and the tone—not just of the of the team itself, but you're finding of the tone around right. the NFL—is completely changing. About uh, about the Patriots, not only about whether they're a better team than Buffalo, but also whether they're a team that could win a Super Bowl. And I, you know, I realize that you know that is you know, you know ten weeks into the season, that's probably still a little yeah. bit premature. But that conversa- conversation is starting to develop.
2: Yeah, imagine how bad these interviews would be if they were two and eight. You know, we'd be talking about the same <laughs> awful things every week. <laughs> with no hope, no, no ability to turn a corner. Now there is excitement, even in my broadcast. And I was talking with, with Bob Sosie about it. You know, we've, we've called so many big games. Yeah. Um, that we're used to a, a certain intensity to those games, which every game has a meaning. And it just felt like a while, even going back to last year, that, ooh, there's no electricity, nothing. You know, just, just sort of a dead flat day. Uh, that has changed. Uh, team's exciting again. Um, you know, you're winning. You're stacking games together, stacking weeks together. Uh, you know, shoot, it's three in a row now. They have the ability to make it four in a row and be sitting there seven and four going into that Titan game. That'd be huge.
0: That's it's it's unbelievable. And you know what's what's amazing about it is, you know, they're not just winning games. They obliterated the, the Browns. They you know they they played solid against uh, you know the Chargers and the and the Panthers. They blew up the Jets. I mean, it's like. You know the the amount of points that they're putting on the scoreboard right now is ridiculous, and the defense is maybe even playing better than the offense. I mean, you you, you just couldn't ask yeah. for any more from a team.
2: It really is. Defense is playing great, but um, you know, I, and I don't blame everybody for like being hesitant after the Jets game because the Jets are the Jets. But you can't take away what they did against the Chargers. Even Carolina is a good defensive team. Yeah. Um, but to do what you did to Cleveland with those two edge guys, you know, with Clowney and with Garrett. And Baker and all the, all the people that they have and I know Baker got hurt in that game but you you completely outclassed and outcoached the Browns that was that was a big one that's the one where now like you said all the national people the buzz is starting to really take off this team as being a legitimate contender
0: this is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone this year it's 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 interesting you know a couple weeks ago Rex Ryan is talking about Mac Jones being a pea shooter this week he's talking about Bill Belichick maybe uh, this is the best coaching he's ever done in his career, and and while I don't like agreeing with Rex Ryan worth a damn, it's worth very damn. It, yeah. it's very hard to argue with that statement. What he's what he's been able to accomplish with this team is is pretty pretty remarkable from you know the beginning of the season to now.
2: Yeah, and they they do have talent. Like, I, and I go back to other years. Like that old sixth job uh, was an outstanding, he did, an outstanding job he did. They, remember that game, they were up uh, against the Colts, 18 points in the AFC title game. They ended up losing that game. Colts going to beat the Bears in the Super Bowl. But you, you had guys on the outside you never heard of. Um, you know, guys like Riche Caldwell. But you still had Tom Brady, and that was after winning three Super Bowls in one 3 and 4 So that 6 team was in and the job built that year. And then the next year, they loaded up and got Moss, and it was the undefeated season.
0: Right. You know when you um when you when you kind of go back and you look at last season yeah. you, and you mentioned it a little bit too this you know last year's patriots team a little tepid a little lukewarm and nothing's really gelling and it's just not coming together and you take a guy like Cam Newton and you know you can yeah. say what you want about whether you can really you know blame this on Cam or just the the circumstances surrounding him but when you take him out of that situation and you plopped him in, you know, back in Carolina where he came from. Yeah. And you see the kind of electricity he brought to Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it just it just shows you that sometimes it just has to be the right environment for a guy to thrive. And and yes, only one game so far, but a very different Cam Newton in Carolina than you saw in Foxborough.
2: Yeah, but we saw that inside the five. You know, the, the one yard touchdown runs, a little scramble outside. I, we got to see what Cam's going to do when they got to drive the ball. You know, they put him in the game, and for him to turn it around that quickly in a matter of days just to, just to get the call and get in, you know, it's a credit to him. And I'm, I'm happy for him. Glad he's got a job down there. I think that's the one spot where it could have really come together for him. It comes full, full circle for him. That's where he started his career. And Carolina's downturn, as bad as Sam Darnold is, they needed something like this to inject some. You know, some energy into that fan base because they're not totally out of this thing yet, and you know, we'll see what Cam could do down there. Hopefully, he could quickly pick up that offense and get it turned around for them.
0: There's a there's a there's a story uh, this week of uh, something that that Kurt Warner had said about uh, Mac Jones, and uh, you know to me, I, it's impossible to really. It, it's, I don't know if it's apples and oranges, but it's a pretty bold statement. He's saying that uh, that you know, Mac Jones is better than what Tom Brady was in his first year as a starter. I, I don't know if it's yeah, it, I, I don't know if it's a fair thing to that, say <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a fair thing to say but that's an it's an awful bold statement to make.
2: See I think people take it as is it. just like okay he's better than Brady in year one but I think what Kurt's looking at what we're seeing he's handling a lot more than Tom did and that that's honest I, you know they were more of a basic offense remember um, it was Antoine Smith you had a fullback it was regular personnel they weren't exotic like you see Mac now in the gun he can run two minute. Constant motion, like everything, Josh McDaniels does, is so much more. I think exotic with Mac because you know he came up four years in that type of system and right. Tom played at Michigan under a different type of offense.
4: And it just
2: you know Charlie Weiss was coordinated. You have different coordinators now than you did you know back when Tom was young, and the league was different. You know it's a more of a high flying league. The rules are different. It helps the offense. So I think Mac's in a better situation in year one than Tom was. Yeah, but
0: and also Tom, I, Bray- I think
2: that's what Warner's saying.
0: Yeah. yeah. Plus and plus the way, you know, Brady was conducting his career back in in year right. 1 with the with the training and the diet and everything else. He wasn't doing that quite yet. That was still yet to come.
2: Correct. Yeah, yeah. he's a Pudgy Tom Brady. He was skinny fat. Yeah. So what so what's a guy the like us, you know, skinny fat guys.
0: <laughs> oh, then, no, believe me. There's nothing skinny about me at all. Uh <laughs> So what? So what's the the schedule like for you on a, on a day like today? Obviously you're in you're in Atlanta. You're getting ready for the game for you know eight twenty. Yep. But
2: but what do you do leading up to the game? So right now get ready, to get a shower. Then I'm going to go pound some breakfast. Uh, pound some breakfast at the local diner down right. the street. Get a little corned beef hash, a little hot sauce. Get the blood flowing. Yep. And then uh, got to do my show ten to two. So we are on on simulcast are on Skype. Uh, we got the uh, what do you call the uh, what's the portable. A you know, plug-in set, whatever the radio terms are, you guys probably know better Oh, those, better
0: than com, those Comrex that. things. Yeah,
2: yeah, the Comrex that five thousand dollars unit. They got it all set up for me in the ballroom. We're going to do that. You have do one of those. <laughs> we yeah. can We can't did, even did, get uh, a
1: Radio Shack radio in here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, they, we're, we're we're a high operating, uh, we're a high operating company. Oh, absolutely. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so uh, they, they got the technology to 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 make me look like I'm there and be there with the other guys. So Beatle and I will be on ten to two, two o'clock. Start looking at the notes, prep a little bit, um, get some highlighters, get like some of the players on the other team that I don't know to read more about them. You know, because like they, they got Calvin Ridley out, so they got this kid Pitts, Cal Pitts. I'm anxious to see what he can do from Florida. Um, and then we get over to the stadium at 5 o'clock. So buses leave at 5 o'clock to head over to the stadium, and then we're off and running. And then, awesome. Uh, head back after the game. Awesome.
0: Well, that's well. Well, good luck tonight. It's going to be a great game, and you'll hear that game Thanks, tonight guys. at uh, 820. And, uh, Scott Zolak, good to talk to you.
2: Same here, guys. Let's yeah. get this one. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Scott Zolak brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. It's 823 in Rock 102. Go to. Uh, yes you do yeah yeah
1: by uh, uh I told you my uh, my mother passed away last week and uh, we gotta go uh, do a funeral thing now get now get this I told you the other day it, th- this whole you know nickel and diamond people for everything during a death yeah it, it's gotta stop you know yeah <laughs> Like you know, it's always something. We we tried to get the, the, the her body was in right. Atlanta. We're flying it to upstate New York because that's where the plots were. The right. family plot was, and uh, you know you had uh, one of my sisters who works for an airline uh, says, oh yeah, well we can do we can fly here for free. Uh, you know they can one funeral home can fly to the other you know the other airport, and that they can receive the body. And it turns out that my sister's airline doesn't fly into Syracuse and nor nor is Syracuse uh, taking receiving any bodies right now. Really? Yeah. Well, so the airline flies into Syracuse, but they're not receiving bodies right now. So they can't uh, do that. The next closest place was Rochester where my sister's airline doesn't fly ipso facto, we had to pay for an airline <laughs> ticket for my mom, right? <laughs> It's really ridiculous. Yeah, you know? well, you don't, you
0: don't want mom on the on, no. the, uh, on the on the baggage claim going around in circles for a while.
1: By the way, do you know how much it is to ship a body? Are I honestly airplane? don't. Uh, $557, at least from Atlanta to Rochester, New York. Isn't it interesting that it actually yeah. that's less than it could to
0: send a live body I, from Hartford I, to Atlanta to I go know, visit her?
1: I know. I was almost paying $849 for that ticket. It was ridiculous. Anyway. Could you get her an upgrade? Uh, no, I don't think they uh, they don't offer first class. No, it's to too bad. Cargo class, but uh, so anyway, that that's all taken care of. And then uh, yesterday, my brother calls and he's like, uh, "You're not going to believe this one." <laughs> right? And I said, "What?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, you remember the plots? So my grandmother dies back in 1990, 91, all right, somewhere around there. And uh, we had we had been living in upstate New York, uh, and my dad decides to buy three plots." One for his mother, yeah, and then two for himself and my mom. Eventually, when they would be buried, you have them all together in sure. the same spot. There's that's not unusual. Lots of people do that. You right. want to uh, do a lot of pre-planning uh, before death. So, uh, so we buried my dad. Okay, uh, just fine. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a, there's a stone there. We got a stone. That would straddle the two plots, uh, one that had my dad's name on it, and then the other one had my mother's name on it without the date filled in. We talked about that a little bit, too. Well, because you don't want to be presumptuous. Right. She just put in uh, the date of birth and then not the year of death. Right. To save us money. But again, she could have saved us more money by putting at least two zero because she wasn't going to live to 2,100. They never never say never. Uh, so anyway, uh, so... My brother says, uh, well, they can't find proof that we own the third plot. <laughs> you have a stone yeah. Yeah. with her name now, on it. Now, this is the guy I told you, uh, the the grave guy, uh, the cemetery caretaker. Yeah. Who's not available sometimes because there's hunting season and fishing season and walleye season and buck season and doe season and everything else that he goes out and does. Right. So he's a hard guy to get a hold of. Uh, so... Let me just try to pi- let you picture what this office of this guy looks like when you're trying to research records. Uh, imagine walking into a, a dusty old DPW uh, office, right uh, that has on the desk stacks and stacks of papers, uh, even uh, you know, old typed paper. like letters from yesteryear
0: like like an episode of hoarders
1: yeah there's a there's an ashtray filled with overflowing pall malls (laughs) and uh he has to move a chicken off the top of the desk (laughs) in order to open up this big rolodex of index cards which says who owns what (laughs) (laughs) it is it is it really is like this mayberry thing so you know, they can't find the records. Now, are we gonna argue about this? Yeah, eventually we will, but we still had to open the grave because we have this very small window because of the weather. Sure. That you can otherwise she'd be, she would have to be stored in a vault until spring and nobody wants, nobody that wants to happen. That. Right. We just wanted to, to bury her. So it's four hundred dollars to buy the plot. It is six hundred dollars to dig a hole on that plot. <laughs> And now these graveyards are becoming like the airlines. It's cheaper to be dead while flying than it is to be alive while flying. It's cheaper, uh, to, you know, to be to have a, a plot of land after you die than it is to. <laughs> you, open know the, it up. you know the
0: you know the ironic part about it is mm-hmm. your mother died for free.
1: I know. <laughs> That's the worst
0: part about it. She didn't, she didn't. She didn't have to write a check on her way out. She
1: just, you know, she died, and that was it. Yeah, I, and, and I'm just like, this. This is becoming very, very costly wow. now.
0: That's unbelievable. It, it
1: just has jumped up in price over the last week. You know, we started at one number, and all of a sudden we're at this other number, and we're like, we're not even getting that stupid coffin with the Patriots logo on it.
0: Just, just wait. Can you? When you can deduct that line item from the from the estate, everyone will be in, everybody will be in great joy when that happens.
1: Oh yeah, that'll be funny.
0: Absolutely. Day thirty three. News is next. Rock one hundred and two. You thought Tampa coming? To- Axon O'Brien. Rock one hundred and two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Hey,
1: Thanks, back. Springfield police report: a customer tried to strangle a convenience store employee while another customer grabbed an officer's magazine, like the bullet magazine, or, or like, like an issue of Cat Fancy or Highlights.
0: I've never seen a highlight sold in a convenience store but that must have been one hell of a magazine
1: what about a mad magazine you know I subscribe to that by the way
0: would you fight over it though
1: well my kids and I fight over it all the time because we only get the one issue that comes and we all want to read it yeah right uh, but uh, you know I I like reading uh, the lighter side of and uh, right you know the other the kids like uh, the folding in the back. Yeah, the Al Jaffe
0: folding. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a cool thing. Anyway, the incident I happened. was always a big spy versus spy fan. I always love that.
1: Oh, I love the spy versus spy. Those are good too. <laughs> oh the, the, the
0: hijinks book. they'd get into.
1: The whole magazine was a great is a great publication. Oh,
0: without without question.
1: Anyway, the incident happened at Sam's food stores on Belmont Avenue around eleven PM on Tuesday evening. <laughs> evening. Police all said all started when uh one of the suspects attempted to touch a woman. It doesn't make a difference whether it's daytime or nighttime. The fact that someone was brazen is uh, kind of alarming. Said Mark Whitfield, who lives near the convenience store. Whitfield visits Sam's Food Stores on a weekly basis. Hey, Why are we, why are we getting into the shopping habits of this man? It's a
0: good question. I don't have an answer for
1: that. Uh, now he's going to be on high alert after hearing what went down on Tuesday evening. evening. Uh, Ryan Walsh says from the Springfield police said there was an individual who attempted to grope a female customer. She was able to fight him off and get out of the store. That individual was identified uh, by police as 28 year old Joseph Ensley of Springfield. However, he didn't stop there. He also threw things in the store and the suspect grabbed grabbed an oscillating fan and threw it causing some damage to a moving freezer. So the clerk would come out from behind the desk. Wall said when the clerk came out from behind the counter, Eng- Ensley attempted to strangle him. This guy's got some serious issues. I'm telling you, this guy is a, is a nutcase. Yeah, all that? And then he's going to try to strangle you? I'm telling you. Uh, the worker told uh, Western Mass News he used self-defense to protect himself. However, when the Springfield police arrived and Ensley stood up, he hit one of the officers in the face. Uh, there was a struggle when one of the officers was trying to arrest Ensley. The officer's magazine fell off his belt, and another suspect, 29-year-old Julio Galarza of Springfield, picked it up and walked out of the store. This is like Theater of the Absurd. Unbelievable. And this
0: is happening where?
1: At the, at the what is it called? Sam's Food Stores on Belmont Avenue. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. For Whitfield, he said, he, uh, you know, they go they go into this, like, you know, oh what do you think about walking into his store again well what do you what's i mean
0: what, you can only have one uh, reaction it's like this should never happen
1: well the guy says uh, you know if you're hearing stuff like this happening you definitely raise an eyebrow when you walk through the door especially if someone is coming in behind you right i always now after that cumby's incident look around when i walk into a convenience store just to scope out the area because if I know that somebody's gonna be robbing that place, I'm <laughs> out the door, my friend. I ain't confronting anybody there.
0: I, you know, I usually pay at the pump, and uh, I never find myself in the middle of a, of a of an awkward situation. I mean, sure, sometimes I'll go and buy myself a couple of scratchies, but I generally don't mill around.
1: Uh, a scratchy or a little Debbie fudge round. Those are my favorite, by the <sighs> Those way. Those are good. They are good. It's like a, it's like a chocolate cookie with chocolate frosting inside of it. It's delicious.
0: I know. But, you know, there are sometimes, uh, there are some little Debbie snack cakes that really are underwhelming.
1: Uh, The mask for uh, policy, the mask policy for, I'm sorry, Longmeadow Public Schools will be discussed uh, during the town's school committee meeting. Officials said the town's uh, high school now has a vaccination rate of more than 80%, which is the benchmark needed to apply for a waiver to remove the mandatory mask policy. That's actually kind of cool if they get to have it. Yeah. Eighty percent. You can kiss twenty percent of my ass. They're probably they'll probably have to. As of last week, uh, school committee members needed to submit their data to the state for approval. Should Longmeadow High School apply for the waiver and have it accepted, they would be the first school in Western Massachusetts to drop the man mask mandate. Finally, something cool out of Longmeadow. <laughs>
0: No, I'm just—it was some cool things in Longmeadow.
1: Uh, name four.
0: I can't off the top of my yeah, head. See, I, you you can, I'm going man. to need some time to put oh, yeah. uh, put a spreadsheet together. You got the uh,
1: Max Burger. You got uh, the the bagel place. Yeah, uh, you, you got, got that. Got, uh, yeah, CBS uh-huh. and the mobile. Four great things out of Longmeadow. Okay, well then there you go. You've, mm-hmm. you've pretty much uh, you've nailed it. Uh, on Tuesday night, Enfield police were sent to Brookside Plaza for reports of shoplifting. Incident. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm just gonna add those words like in a question afterwards. It's like it's like it's like that delayed reaction. Yeah.
0: It's like yeah, you know, you know, throw the baby down the stairs. You know, yeah. that kind of thing.
1: According to the Enfield Police Department, you know, there you go. during an investigation, officers located one of the suspects trying to hide in the backseat of their car. Furthermore, officers observed merchandise with tags affixed to filling the seats all the way to the ceiling of the car. Am I crazy, or is that a lot of shoplifted stuff? That's
0: a lot of merchandise right there. Lost
1: prevention and representatives from several stores confirmed that merchandise had been stolen that day. Uh, the suspects were arrested, and over $7,100 worth of merchandise were recovered. The suspects are being investigated by multiple jurisdictions for other shoplifting cases.
0: You know, last hour you mentioned uh, uh, Melvin Jones you know, stealing all them uh, them dungarees from the, uh, the J.C. Penney at the Eastfield Mall. Were they his size? I mean, did he go into the changing room to make sure they all fit? Because, to me, that would be a waste if uh, you're uh, you're just grabbing, you know, pants without trying them on. You always got to try them on.
1: Well, I mean, you're really, it's just like uh, throwing out a fishing net. You know, you throw out a fishing net, uh, you might not get the type of fish that you're looking for. Yeah. But you might get some of them in there. But all the other stuff, you can just throw to the side. I know. I,
0: I've just, it's been it's happened before where I need a, a brand new pair of pants and I'm looking all over the place for my right size. Cause I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm i uh, I've got an odd size, but uh, sometimes they don't always carry my size and, uh, You know, I'm just going to indiscriminately, you know, grab pairs of pants. I want to make sure that there's a pretty good chance they'll fit, as opposed to me just, you know, grabbing a bunch and it's all guesswork. Like, you know, maybe I get a pair of pants that I can use. Otherwise, I got a stack of 34 pants that are worthless to me. And the only thing to do now is sell them out of the back
1: of my car. How do you find pants uh, big enough for your body and your ego? at the same
0: time. I don't usually stop. Oh, stu- ow. Oh, oh, ow. I can't oh, believe I said that. That's smart, Steve.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't usually fit my ego in my
1: pants. <laughs> no, everybody can see it on the outside. Oh, oh yeah. Zing, pow. Ooh, yeah. Listen to you with the mouth. Oh, I'm just I'm just trying to make things interesting. By the no way,
0: yeah. um, the other day, yeah. uh, you posted something from the Bright Night's Ball. Yeah. And there were some people that made some comments uh, about my weight which uh-huh. I thought was um douchey yeah am I but- uh, you know to me it's like really well you need to waste your time fat-shaming how, uh, in this difficult time of COVID and well, quarantines?
1: Uh, having experienced uh, the same sort of criticism uh, myself in the, over the years from these knuckleheads who think they can just say whatever they want. Right. Uh, you can go screw yourself. Take Sir, that. Sir, how about that? Take that, Mr. I-can't-gain-weight. See, Bax and I can always lose weight. But that guy will always be an a hole.
0: Hard to step away from something like that, you Steve. Can't,
1: you can't walk away from that.
0: No, once you're labeled an a hole, you're pretty much stained for life. You I,
1: and I can work
0: out, and you know, you know, maybe skip a meal here and there.
1: I don't know what uh, I don't know what it is. I think people think they can, like they can joke about stuff. I like, like it's that that's not funny. It's really not funny. Yeah. You know, it's more of, because, listen, I appreciate a great fat joke. If you can come up with, like, a really great one that would, you know, make somebody do a huge uh, fat guy belly laugh. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, that's, I will give you credit for the comedy.
0: Without without a doubt.
1: But, you know, it's the one-off. Uh, who's filling out that suit? Who? Yeah, uh. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and then yeah. The funny thing who is, a, who ate too many balls of the bright lights? See, that's it, a funny it, joke. Yeah,
0: it, it is. is that it, is funny. I, I, I give you credit. You're right. I, you have to give credit where credit is due. But indiscriminate, hurtful comments, uh, yeah, you know, they're it, unnecessary. They're unnecessary. And if you call that person out, well, I was just kidding. Yes, yes, you were. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this, I'm not saying this out of hostility i'm just uh, i'm just perplexed that someone would go out of their way to say such hurtful comments well and by the way uh, that was uh, that picture was uh, i looked larger because of uh, the positioning and bad lighting
1: oh really
0: that's what i'm telling everybody well
1: i listen I, uh, I i i can't make i can't joke with you i mean i can joke with you about it but i i i've been struggling with it my whole life. Sure, the we both have thing and uh, it does feel you feel kind of like oh, uh, well you're a jerk for saying things like that. Yeah, right. You know, i i was telling you off the air. I say, you know, people say to me cuz they they look at my girlfriend and then they go, "Whoa, well, she's out of your league." And, "Whoa, well, what the hell is wrong with her?" You know, <laughs> you know, how did you get that? And I don't know who's that more insulting to yeah. me or her, because, you know, you're making her sound like she makes bad choices in her life. Well, I mean,
0: she well, I mean, think, you know, it's, know it's, hard me. yeah, it's hard to argue
1: with that. argue. No, but it, that's what I mean. It's, it's just like, really? Why? Why? Because because I'm not awesome well, enough.
0: Steve, you know, some people just cannot acknowledge or embrace the fact that you ooze a certain sort of animalistic sexuality that yeah. uh, many people are just o- overwhelmed by and you know, uh, you know what can you do I mean All it's right. not, you, you don't have
1: you, to like you know come up with this fake grease
0: what are you talking about Steve I think everyone can acknowledge no, this
1: I, I, I just I find it uh, I would never say that you
0: someone. think I'm being insincere
1: yeah you might as well walk up and go, hey, what the hell is your problem? Why do you make awful decisions throughout your life?
0: Steve, I'm telling you that you're bursting with a certain masculinity, like yeah, your no, testosterone is I... oozing off of you like a like a, like a a wet bed sheet.
1: I, I'm not. I...
0: Oh, but you are. See, I don't think you're one to judge. You're too close to you.
1: I, I, Bax, I, I got high the other day, and I ate an entire box of Ritz crackers with gravy. So, uh I don't know what t- <laughs> you're talking about. Well, how you make me th- uh, be so graceful in your in your description of me.
0: You just said Ritz crackers with gravy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard words come out of your mouth that are so intoxicating and um have you arousing. Ever, have you ever been that high that you would do something like that? Um no, but I would do it even sober.
1: Can I be your mentor? <laughs> Come with me, grasshopper. I will show you the way. And you you can make whipped cream out of heavy cream, and uh, you can pour that over the top of a, a box of Chips Ahoy. Did you know that too? Now you're talking. Oh, I got business. all kinds of good. <laughs> and stuff And you don't for think it. you're sexy? No, I don't think. I'm <laughs> I think sexy you're at damn all. sexy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: it is going to be uh, wo- sunny and warm with a high of 65. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah.